0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we're going to talk about how hard should you go and practice. That's right. But before we do that, we're going to plug our Patreon page, right? We're, right now, we have zero patrons and zero people on the Discord. <laughs> so, you have full access to us, right? Yeah. Peter does this for free on his spare time, which he doesn't have a lot of because he's getting a PhD, right? So, thank you so much for doing this for free. But, you know, if you're out there listening and you love what we're doing, please support us on Patreon.
1: Right. Patreon. Patreon. So, Be a Yeah. Patron. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, you know, you just need a few bucks here and there, like whatever you can support you, um, and yeah. then, like <laughs> Shintaro mentioned, you get to join our Discord server. And then, you know how hard it is to reach Shintaro on any kind of social media right now. Cause he's one of the big influencers out yeah, there. I'm huge yeah, 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 he, he like gets too many Tim messages. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but in, if you decide to, you know, support us on Patreon, you get to join our Discord server. And it'll be more personal. We'll yep. get to you faster. Um, so you can ask us more personalized questions and stuff. Yep. Cool. All right. Back to the main program. So how, how hard should I train? Yep. Judo? How
0: hard should you train? You should train hard. But I mean, hard is such a relative right. situation, right? Right. And a lot of the times when we talk about, like, how hard does that person go? A lot of uh. times we're talking about, like, aggression when we're doing randori. Mm-hmm. Right, Because right. you could do the burpees really hard, or you could do, take the warm up really seriously and work through the warm ups like properly and like push yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, but no one's really talking about that. This is specifically right. talking about the the randori,
1: randori situation, randori, right.
0: or in jiu-jitsu, it's rolling. Right. In wrestling, it's called going live. Like, hey, yeah. you wanna go live?
1: Right, right, right. I see. So that's
0: what we're talking about specifically in right the non cooperative game. Right, right. When it's combat oriented, right. I'm not talking about like, you know, forms or aikido mm-hmm. or other martial arts that have form-based practices. Mm-hmm. No, this is like me versus another person kind of right.
1: situation. So this is a such a big part of any kind of grappling arts because the the yeah. main, you know, advantage of grappling is that you can go as hard as you like, I guess, without really yeah. hurting the other person. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a big chance. Yeah, yeah. there's you yes. can still hurt each other. Definitely. You know,
0: and, you know, people talk about this a lot more in boxing and striking arts. They say, how hard right. should you spar? Right, right, one, right. Because right? it's always understood when you're competing mm-hmm. in the boxing ring in a boxing fight or, mm-hmm. you know, a kickboxing match, right? You're going as hard as you can, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how hard should you spar is always in front of the dialogue. But it's right. not really so much in judo, jiu-jitsu or wrestling in the grappling arts.
1: Yeah, I think I, right. I've been just told that you just you can go as hard as you can, like other oh, stri- striking arts. That's a lot of, a lot of times people. That's what people say. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot
0: of factors to take into right. consideration. Right. Like, where are you in your training cycle? Yeah. Who are you training against? Right. Yeah. If you're a black belt, you shouldn't be going really, really hard and intense on right. like a blue belt or a white belt, right? Right. So that, that.
1: So let's like, so let's kind of step back and then see like what where you should even start. to to in trying to answer this question yeah so what 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 would be something you would think about first
0: I think the first thing you have to think about is what are your goals Mm -hmm. right because some people want to go to the dojo break a little bit of a sweat they don't want to get hurt right they're doing martial arts as part of like oh you know i want to learn something i want to get a little bit of a workout in Mm -hmm. right that person who's coming from work after a nine to five who just want to make friends and be part of a community and right. you know, work out. That person has no right, just not no right, but like no business going 100% all the time competing with everybody. It's right. only going to get them hurt. It's only going to get the other person hurt. It's only going to really go against his goals of like, okay, if I mm-hmm. want to make friends and work out and then not get injured, right? Mm-hmm. going hard and under your life, like that goes up against everything what your goals are. Right, right. And it's easy to fall into that trap of like someone's going hard, and now you're returning it. Now mm-hmm. you're falling into that culture of oh, everyone goes hard in here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is not a place you should be at, right? Right. You definitely don't want. You want everything in the room to be differentiated to you, right? Right. To so, you yourself and your opponent.
1: So on the flip side, well, how would a like a more competitive player, like you, maybe you wanna you're a junior and then you wanna make it into the international circuit? Um, what? How hard should that person go in ondoor situations
0: it depends on your opponent and it depends yeah. on where you are in your training cycle on a daily right. basis weekly monthly yearly basis right mm. it's like hey you have a tournament you know in three days that's an important tournament you're mm. not gonna go crazy hard you're just not gonna right, right. And that's like the most obvious answer right mm. sometimes you have a tournament way farther out and you're like yeah okay uh, you know i could kind of you know you take an inventory of your body like i have no injuries i could go really hard today mm. but you're sort of in this skill acquisition phase mm-hmm. you know I remember when I was trying to learn Uchimata for the first time, like mm-hmm. when I was in like my, you know, mid-teens, mm. you know, it's like spamming it really hard, got me nothing. Right, right. Know? And that's how I approached it at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because that was sort of the common traditional methodology. Right, right. Now Just, I know better, right? I see. You gotta go slow because balance is important, mm-hmm. right? There's that inverse ratio. The harder you go, right? Yeah. The less refined your movements are, uh-huh, Right. It's like learning a tennis thing. It's much more intuitive if you think about tennis, right? Here's
1: how to do a forehand. Uh Great. The ball comes and you
0: hit it as hard as you can, right? The thing is going to go there. and there you have less control, right? Right, So the harder you hit it, the less control you have. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're learning tennis, it's like, no, no, go slow. Go Mm -hmm. through the movements like this. You go start from here, go from here, go from there, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like trying to pick up a golf swing. Why doesn't any of this stuff apply to grappling then? It should.
1: It should. 100%.
0: Yeah. Right? When someone's holding on to you and you're trying to do something like all that knowledge, all that like common sense goes out the window because you mm-hmm. go into survival mode.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, you have to use your higher order thing in your brain. Right. You have to <laughs>
1: use- That's right. The yeah. executive functions and things. <coughs> so that, so though that idea of cycle, especially for a competitive player, is, a, is quite interesting to me because I, you know, yeah. I never really, I only know like I only have cursory knowledge of that. But so, can you? kind of yeah, you maybe, fought at nationals you took yes. seven right so i, I guess then, I, from that, i can i kind of got this idea of cycle so but in yeah. you've you've competed internationally a lot so can you give us a, like a quick rundown on what that cycle might look like just curious like how in how, at each stage how hard you were going at Andori.
0: yeah so first it's like i look at the olympic cycle right right how close are you to the olympics where are you in terms of points Mm -hmm. Right. That really, really matters. Mm -hmm. So you're going out there, you know, it's an off Olympic year. So Mm -hmm. now it's like right after the Olympics or something, the best guys in the world aren't really out there in the circuit.
1: I see. Right. So
0: that's sort of a different cycle than let's just say two years out from the Olympics when everyone is going into a mad rush into Mm -hmm. these competitions to gain points. Mm -hmm. Because every year your points get cut in half.
1: Oh, I see. So the closer
0: it is to the Olympics, the more value each and every point has. Mm -hmm. Right. So the best guys kind of come out of the, the woodworks and say, okay, now it's time now it's, to pick it I up see. two years out. Mm-hmm. Right. So even within that Olympic circuit, the international circuit, you have the European tour where all the European tournaments are bundled together. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Asian tour, which is bundled together. And you have the South American tour, the oceanic tour, right all that stuff. And the reason why they do that is like European tour. You could go to, you know, continental open, right. And compete mm-hmm. week after you could go to a grand prix in another country. Uh, you know, in a week after you go to a Grand Slam and you could sort of link together, like kind of like a tour. Obviously, right, geographically, right. it makes sense. Right, right. So you're competing, and now you're doing a training for the week, and then you have uh, to go to the camp, right? Because right. no one's going to go to Europe, come back to the United States, go to Italy, right. come back to the United States, go to Germany. So you stay in that country. Uh, so the Asian tour is happening. Like for I remember, like late in the winter, uh, around November, December, I would you know do this for years on end. It would be Korea, China, Japan. Mm-hmm. That was like sort of the trifecta for the Asian right. tour, right? It would be like a World Cup in Jeju Island in Korea. Uh. And I would go to the Grand Slam in Chin Down, China. And then I would uh. go finish at the Grand Slam in Japan. Uh. So in between, everybody would stay. All the best people who were competing, the number uh. ones, twos, and threes would be there, right? right. And they would do a
1: training camp. And just uh, everyone comes in together and then practice training, like a, training, how, yeah, practice, so. Do yeah. you go? Did you go hard? Do you go hard in that randori situation? Cause you're so, so close to yeah. the competition. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like I, I went for I flew into Korea for mm-hmm. the first leg of the tour. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm there a week out, mm-hmm. and I'm training with the guys in the U.S. team. No mm-hmm. one really doing randori, but I'll do hard in Waza for the first two or three days that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Especially I'm pushing because I need to cut weight. Cause I used to. Yeah. You know, actually, I was cut. I wasn't. You know, I was pretty heavy actually, uh, in a heavier division. But you know, I would cut weight. So depending right. on how much weight I had to lose, I would vary uh, my training. But uh, in terms of like randori, it wouldn't be an aggressive randori because we were both competing that same week.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: We wanted to preserve our hands. We don't want uh, to be very jamming up our fingers. But we're still going hard by the sense of like intensity of the workout is high uh, because we're trying to lose weight most of mm. the time.
1: Yeah. I see. I if see. you didn't
0: have to work out and lose weight because you're already on weight or something like this, mm-hmm. and you feel really good. Like, there's no need for you to really go hard, right? You just want to break the sweat and go through the drills and the movement. So you don't, I see. Like, so, get all the rust off.
1: So, like, the number one, two guys would just kind of do uch- uchikomis and then kind of like light rolling, so to speak. Like yeah, Android. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: where they, you know, yeah, pretty much right before the competition. So the ah. competition happens, and now you have training camp Monday through right. Wednesday. But now you're not working out with your own team; you're working out with the entire mm. world. Right, right. So the Monday Tuesday workouts generally are much more intense.
1: I see. I see. Yeah,
0: you have like a morning session or an evening session, and you get to train with the best people in the con- in the, in the mm. entire world. Right. You see, like uh, I remember at that Korean um. uh, World Cup, especially Teddy Riner was on the mat. The oh Canadian wow! The Korean team was there. The yeah. Mongolian team was there. The French team was there. So I would go with like the French guys, the Korean guys, the you know the Mongolian dudes. I fought Naidan in practice. Who was oh, like nice! An Olympic champ. Yeah. yeah. You know, so
1: you go, you go hard, pretty hard. I was going hard, yeah, yeah, because
0: I was sort of beneath them, right? Naidan's yeah. an Olympic champion. Yeah. I am someone that's new coming on the circuit. Right. So for me, it's like yes, I wanted to be respectful, but I needed to prove sort of myself. Like mm-hmm. how? Where do I?
1: Yeah, you have to, right to gauge yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: So that was the goal, right? Uh. How can I compete against this person? Mm. So I'm not going to go out there and go soft and he just kicked the hell out of me. Right. Which he, you know, ultimately kind of did, but like <laughs> yeah, I w- wanted to go hard. Right? right. But like Tuesday, Wednesday, like going into Wednesday, like I know I had to compete on Saturday.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So like I really needed to start preserving and lowering the intensity of the rounds. So I would pick a little bit more rounds with the U.S. guys or something. Well, uh. not really U.S. guys, but, like, you know, guys who I know, right? And it's like, right. hey, man, me and you, we've seen each other. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, there was a guy from Australia. His name is Mark Anthony. Not, mm-hmm. like, the singer, but, like, a different <laughs> <same name. laughs> Yeah, but, Like, he was great, you know? And yeah. he, you know, at the time, like, I see him at every tournament. And, you know, U.S. is not a powerhouse in judo, as you know. Mm-hmm. And Australia is not a powerhouse in judo. So, like, we kind of had, like, a Underdog, yeah.
1: Underdog, underdog kind of. sort of, yes. Yeah.
0: You know, and, like... It's different you know when you're rolling you know 30 deep from japan you're the one and two in the country and everyone's a sponsored athletes and everyone's right. freaking decked out in like sponsorship gear uh-huh. but then you know you roll roll in and it's like that ah, you know uh-huh. anyway <laughs> me and him like we would work out yeah. together and then like especially later in the week you know we were mm-hmm. in different categories so it was like all right hey, you know light round right we got it we got each other uh-huh. something like that
1: i see so uh, i have so to-
0: yeah really depends on where you are in the cycle
1: that's very interesting so that, yeah so then let's kind of bring it back home so if you're yeah. back into the tour and then i think this will be more applicable to a lot of the listeners so you're like yeah. oh, you're far away from any kind of competition tour um like what kind of intensity are you looking yeah. for i guess we're kind of touching on the skill, skill acquisition part of things now
0: yeah skill acquisition and also like you know, age really matters too, right? So, like, right. if I went on the circuit right now, mm-hmm. right? It's like sometimes I have, like, the urge to do yeah. that, which is crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, if I went on the circuit right now and if I was at a training camp, it's like uh. there really is, you know, skill acquisition. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. But I, I already have sort of my system, my skill sets, right? Right. So, it's not really that kind of a reason why I'll be training. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's going to be like, all right, gaining what the other person does and getting a feel for the timing right mm-hmm. so like there's no need for me to go hard anymore even at these international training
1: things mm-hmm. right?
0: so skill acquisition really you know is something that i could do sort of in a slower pace environment so i don't mm-hmm. need to be able to do that right and that really affects how hard i go mm-hmm. and then right age and you know where you are in your competition life cycle also right. matters too right and now we're bringing it home back to a home United dojo States, yeah but not just specifically to me, but anyone who's trying to acquire a skill, right? Right, you have to bring down the intensity. You can't learn if you're going crazy fast, crazy hard. It's mm. like that tennis example. Yeah. Right? The harder you go, the less control you have. Right. So right. you want to develop control first and then add acceleration, add right. intensity, right. add aggression, like later, right. after that skill is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It drives me nuts when the white belts are kind of going crazy and they like got something to prove and like, look how right. tough I am, look how strong I am, look how aggressive I'm going. But it's like, that's so yeah, it's stupid because, yeah. you know, why? You I, have I, to, I right? has to be like, controlled more, I that's guess. That's all yeah. ego-based stuff.
1: Yeah, I see. You
0: know what I mean? I thought you were supposed to go hard. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're supposed to go hard, push yourself when we're doing push-ups. Mm. You know, you're taking your knee while we're doing push-ups and you're going taking water breaks when we're doing conditioning. Like, you're not really going hard. You mm. just Proving, trying to prove to me that you're hard and you're mm-hmm. uh, like just going aggressive against other people who are letting right. you do that, you know? I and, see. Yeah.
1: Do you think there's any place in aggression? Like, or is it just, I guess yeah, we're definitely. talking more about like definitely. control definitely. aggression, I guess. Yeah. Because there's
0: a the mental side of judo. Right. right? We're talking right. about this and some people can't handle that kind of, uh, if it's controlled aggression. Yeah. You know, it's very common in wrestling, you mm-hmm. know? If every time you shoot on somebody, like on the legs, and then you mm. sprawl hard and give them a cross face, sprawl hard, give them a yeah. cross face, now the person's like, man, I really don't want to get cross again. I'm not, I'm not going to shoot anymore. Right, so right. So you've effectively shut down their offense because of an aggressive counter that you were doing. Mm. That's not, you know, it's technically like it's a technical skill,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So in that sense, like it's a mental game that you want. Right. Right, So like I know I've done judo with people in the past who mm. sort of can't handle that kind of aggression. And you pull their head down really hard and then you you mm. nail them with a foot to shin or something like that hard, shin to shin, mm. and then they go down. Mm. And now they're like not really in it mentally, mm. right? So like there is a place for that when you're competing. Mm. In training, not so much, but if you're training someone,
1: mm-hmm. right,
0: and you want them to be sort of harder and you want them to overcome some of those mental barriers, then it's a little bit required to get a little bit of right. Like There's guys in the dojo who are, you know, I don't want to say soft, but they're like, they can't take that intensity at all. Uh-huh. Like once they encounter, you know, like the uh, headbutt or something a little bit, like a little tiny bit of a dinger, they immediately shut down. Mm-hmm. That person needs those stimulus to really harden themselves a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, if the person who's doing it to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Cause it it really matters, right? Because right. like, now all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm doing it for his own good, and I'm beating on him for his own good. That generally doesn't work out.
1: So very sounds patronizing. Yeah. So that's now we're kind yes. of going into the uh, aggression. Uh, I mean, it's the training partner situation. Like, uh, how, which you one? Gotta, to you pick? Take yeah the
0: training part. You gotta take that into account.
1: Yeah. Right. Are you going right. with someone
0: who's less skilled than you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Can you handicap yourself? Right. right. Can you, right, learn something going uh, with this person who knows a lot less than you, who's smaller and weaker than you?
1: Oh, uh, right. So
0: Going hard and intense against that person, right, mm-hmm. usually not a good, good look. Right. Right. What if you're hurt? Right. I was nursing a foot thing for a month, right? Uh, I hurt my foot, you know? Yeah. Uh. So it's like, there's no way that I could go intense because I can't push off my feet and be agile. So I Uh, needed to go with people who were going to go soft and slow and kind of work through some of these movements It mm need to be like sort of a flow movement, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it is a smaller, weaker person, if that person stepped on my foot, I would fall down because it was hurting so much. Right, right. right. So it's like, I'm bringing the intensity down because obviously I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. And that person also is bringing their intensity down because I'm hurt. And I got a lot out of that one round. Right. I'm like specifically thinking of a round when I was like working through an idea.
1: Mm-hmm. How would so then on the flip side, would you ever go with someone that's more aggressive?
0: When I'm hurt, no.
1: No, like yeah. So like not yeah. when you're hurt, but would you ever yeah. would there any uh? ever be a situation where you want to go yes. with someone that's ag- aggressive yes, because yeah. i
0: need it i need yeah. it i 100 need it right so this is specifically yeah. to me but right. like every time i let's just say there's 10 rounds in the dojo 10 mm-hmm. rounds okay i'm doing and that's approximately you know you don't get 10 rounds right? mm. maybe you put 15 you know rounds on the clock you do every other maybe you get seven on a good day because the mats crowded
1: right, right right
0: but let's just say i do 10 rounds and within those 10 rounds right If we're looking at, like, skill stuff, I'm looking at, like, I want this many righties, this many lefties. I want to go with a drop Sanagi person. I want to go with a drop Kataguma person. I want to go with a taller person, shorter Mm. person, right? Variably, like, all these different skill sets and skills that, you know, I want to be exposed to consistently. Because if I'm only going with righties consistently, I'm not going to get good against lefties.
1: Right, right. right. So
0: that goes without saying, but I'm going to take that completely out of the picture. We're going to talk specifically intensity. That's Uh it, period. Uh Right. I want to develop some skills, I'm going to go with someone who's not going to be as aggressive. Right, but I right. definitely, definitely want to go with a George who's going to elbow me every now and then mm. because generally when people come visit my dojo, they usually want to work out with me. Mm-hmm. And when they do so, they're bringing the entire culture from their own home dojo, mm-hmm. which usually isn't exactly the same as the culture in my dojo, which right. is much more learning oriented. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So that person's like, yes, we we're in the dojo, doing 20 hard rounds, and every even door, you go hard as you can. That person is gonna go hard against me because right. he has something to prove. Right? right he right. wants to know how he's gonna fare with me. Uh-huh. Right. So I want to be able to you know, match that. Keep myself yeah. sharp. Yeah. To where I can kind of deal with that mm. and then control like a flailing person. Not that I George see. is flailing; he's not. Uh-huh. But I need that to stay on my toes and stay sharp. I because see. Because every round I do is skill and smooth and flow, that doesn't give me an accurate picture of what is actually out there in uh-huh. terms of judo and grappling and fighting and self-defense, right? Mm-hmm. You need someone that's gonna pop you in the mouth by accident. And you need to be able to shake it off and keep <laughs> yeah. going.
1: Yeah, and keep
0: cool on the pressure, right? That's a big part of martial arts.
1: So it's like going back to your goal. Like if what if your goal is to maybe uh, try to work on your composure during a compet like a match, competitive match, yeah. or in, in for your case, like when uh, when someone comes to break your dojo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. you have to be yeah. uh, you have to be like, because you can't be just composed without practice. So yes, like, yeah, anyway, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so so think if your mm-hmm. if your goal is aligned, you can't you can't seek out for aggressive more people with training parts with more intensity and that's totally fine if your goals align that way got it you have to know yourself you
0: have to know yourself you have to know your opposition right and I talk about this all the time you know and I've mentioned many times like you have to build a psychological profile for yourself Mm -hmm. psychological profile for your opponent Mm -hmm. right that way you can sort of get the most out of it right it's Mm -hmm. sort of this game it's a game at the end of the day right right and it goes far beyond this is Osoto this is Ipon Senagi this is Mm -hmm. the move and me trying to throw you
1: Mm mm-hmm I see.
0: You see what I mean? Yeah. And I think this is applicable not just to me doing judo with everybody, but for everybody who's mm-hmm. training in the room. Right. You know, That person who says, I only have one speed, right? That person's not going to get better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In my opinion, he's going to limit himself. And, you know, there's going to be people who are listening like, I only go one speed. That's who I'm I'm known yeah. for. And I'm a black belt and I've had a lot of success. It's like, yes, but you could have been a lot better. better right. You do one or two things good and then you aggressively do those things and it works on 90% of the population. Uh, That's why you are who you are. Right. But, could you fight out of a bad position? Uh, Can you work out and get something out of going with a green belt? Yeah. Can you develop skills where you want to develop your skills? If you want to learn Tomonage, can you learn Mm Tomonage? A lot of the times the answer to that is no, no, no and hell no.
1: (laughs) Because they got one speed. If they got
0: one speed, it's like, that's that's stupid. Right. You know what I mean? it's like, you gotta not do that. You know, and I used to be like that too, I have to admit.
1: Yeah. Because right? oh, it's I the see.
0: old school mentality of like, you wanna go as hard as you can, as long as you can, right? You, you wanna be the hardest person, working person in the room, yeah. you know? That right. wasn't good for me. It I took see. me a very long time to realize, wow, this is not the way. Uh-huh. You know, when you're going through it, you don't know any better. Right. Right? Because you filter out stuff and you hear what you wanna hear. Mm hmm. Right. And for me, big, strong, athletic, just like this whirlwind of a, you know, this hurricane athlete was something that I really aspired to because, like, mm. we're watching Mike Tyson, right? <laughs> so want to be like that, know. you know? So you treat every, and then, you know, like, so am watching Mike Tyson, right? Oh, he's Box, hard. Yeah. Right. And I'm watching, like, Otto Schwarzenegger lift weights in uh, pump and pumping iron. Uh, right. And <laughs> these are, like, my young, like, 1990s heroes. role, yeah. mo- role yeah. models and heroes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. of course, like, you got to train hard. You got to train hard. And, you know, and people who, you know, we didn't have the internet.
1: Yeah. There,
0: right. I mean, we were there well in semester. We didn't really have the internet the way it is now. Right. So right. I just didn't know any better. And I figured that was the whole Point way. That was yeah. the path. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh-huh. And for me to break through that to a higher level of thinking training, like that took a way, way longer than it should have. And I that, see. You know, not like I regret it.
1: You you like, learned you know, to con- yeah, yeah I learned yeah, yeah. So
0: now I could teach this right know, and learn from my mistakes right now, if you hear somebody say like oh that person only has one speed don't yeah. go with that person <laughs> yeah no no unless you want that intense route right
1: unless yeah you- unless your goal is that yeah goals yeah, try- and, trying to right. handle that aggression
0: right but if you're nursing an ankle injury don't right. go with that person right. if you're trying to learn something new don't go, don't with, go that with that person pe- I see right if you you know went out last night you're a little hungover and you're sleep deprived. Don't go with that
1: person. And then if you had a hard
0: day at work, you know, because your boss is riding you. Don't go uh, with that person. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs>
1: well, maybe you need. That. Maybe, the, maybe. So the uh, and then the corollary is that like the um if you are that you don't want to be that person because you're kind of limiting yourself to the training partners because people it's very limiting yeah, people yeah. don't necessarily want to go with you. So yeah. yeah. So then uh it you talked about the how the traditional way of judo or training judo was like going all the way all, hard all the time and then i remember on that note i remember during practice you kind of sometimes would talk about the different training methodologies in different countries yeah. so you'll say like the the way russians train is different than uh the way the japanese yeah. train and they, you know they're both big two judo powerhouses <laughs> but they have such contrasting training methods in terms of this kind of intensity. So maybe can you give us a a little bit about that?
0: The Russians do a lot of like play fighting. They don't do that many randoris, Mm -hmm. right? They don't go super hard. They'll spend like four or five hours just like messing around in position, going for Mm -hmm. stuff, going for lifts, kind of flowing from thing to thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Japanese don't flow, but they do a lot more hard randori. I see. Yeah, they do a lot more hard randori. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like the most obvious side of it, mm-hmm. right? But if you look uh, sometimes in the room that you're in, in judo, mm-hmm. right? Who's going hard, right? You're mm-hmm. looking around, who's going hard? What looks hard, right? It's so like mm-hmm. flailing arms, going hard, grunting, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then spitting out of techniques and fighting techniques till the very end is considered hard,
1: right? Mm-hmm. There's a right. guy
0: that came to my dojo recently and then you would try to throw him and he would land on his shoulder, spin off his right. head, like fall on his side, like always like trying to ball up and trying mm-hmm. to resist to the very, very end. And I was like, hey, man, stop fighting it so much to the end you can get hurt. Mm. And then the guy was like, wait a minute, you don't want me to resist? It's like, no, you, I want you to resist, but I want you to embrace the fall. Mm-hmm. No, I, I want to fight till the very end. And essentially it's like, do whatever you want, you're going to get injured. Right, but the right. Japanese... Will uh, train hard, but uh, when they go beyond the point of no return,
1: right? When you break right, past right, right. the tipping uh, point,
0: they'll relax and take a break fall.
1: I see. So, boom, yeah.
0: they get right back up. Boom, they get right back up, right? Mm. So, even within the Rondori timeline,
1: even right, the hard depending ones, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even
0: the hard ones, if they get past a certain tipping point, they'll go limp and relax and they'll take a break fall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's to preserve your body, right? It's the idea of taking a break fall. Mm-hmm. right so you could get fall down and get back up fall I down and get back up
1: right right then this person that yeah. came
0: in he was like trying to fight off everything like landing on his shoulder every time it's like uh, i never i'm never gonna go to my back i was like man that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard like i i didn't say that exactly right. i was like man you're gonna get hurt
1: right right did he, what is he right now i don't know <laughs> hopefully hopefully oh he did get hurt he did get hurt okay
0: not uh, at my not at my club, but he uh, competed, and I was like, I don't know if you should be out there competing uh, oh, yet. Oh, I see. Got hurt, got uh, hurt. Competition got thrown on his shoulder, dislocated his shoulder.
1: Oh man, and yeah, that's And that's I, like, I yeah.
0: wanted. He sent me an email. I was like, I hurt, got my hurt shoulder hurt, and I almost was like, I told you so, but I didn't.
1: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want it to. I
0: didn't want it to.
1: Oh well, it's, but it's
0: like, man, that's It's, right? it's so dumb, like, because I could have been
1: avoided. Right. It's it's preventable and you know, we yeah. want to be able to do judo until you're, you know, how many yeah. years and honestly, old? See, you know?
0: it's like that person probably thinking was, Oh, I went in a competition, the person just knew more than me and I got thrown on my right. shoulder and I got hurt. Right. Not really.
1: Right. right? Yeah. You that can, person went hard in the room. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't give up an inch. I see. That person's not gonna have a long training career because every time he's in the room and doing dory, his risk of getting injured. Is super it's high. high
1: yeah right
0: until he's the one good enough to be dishing it out right and in that case he's not going to be exposed to the same mm-hmm. risks right but i bet you he won't get there uh-huh. because he's going to get hurt
1: right so the the idea is that you can go hard depending on your goal depending on your training partner all kind of like where you are in your cycle but important thing is even if you go hard at at the end of the day like when you're Going over the tipping point, you need to take yeah, your you gotta fall. Yeah, embrace the fall yeah. and the break fall. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why we learn break falls, you know, so that you can get back up and train yeah. train longer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Hard is also like how hard do you try to finish the technique when you're stuck, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I see, like you ripping the arm bar out kind of thing or yeah, forcing like, through more the like throw. Osoto versus Osoto. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're locked in. Yeah. You're
0: trying to gain that leverage. Right. Right. Like how hard you go. Uh huh. Are you guys both black belts? Are you guys both green belts? Yeah. You yeah. know? Harder you go, the less control you have, right? Right, exactly. And control is the name in the game. It really uh-huh. is. Uh huh. Judo is a control based sport. Right. Controlling your opposition, controlling how hard the person falls. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the more control you have, the more you could say, you know what, I'm going to put this person on his head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or I could just decelerate him and put him down softly.
1: Right right
0: right that's your ultimate goal but it's too close to the heart right mm-hmm. of like me getting held down by someone me getting taken down by someone mm-hmm. this person ragdolling me and then that ego takes over right mm-hmm. no one wants to feel that no one right. wants to get their head pulled down and then you know pushed to the ground and then held down against their will so it's natural to resist that in an aggressive way ah, right yeah get off of me get off of me right uh-huh. and it's very psychological it's very emotional
1: and then all
0: those human factors play play a role in this. And, and I, that's why I don't blame right. the people or I don't fault the people for mm. being the way that they are. And I will sometimes say, you know, like a guy in my dojo, he's uh. like, you know, Ron, I, I love the way you go hard. I
1: really yeah. do.
0: You're going to hurt yourself. You gotta, yeah. Right. And then I'll have this conversation that I'm having in a much shortened right. way. But like, I love the way you go hard and I love your heart and spirit. Right? Because people associate with high intensity with heart and spirit.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Right? Love that. But it's got to be control. control. It's got to be purpose behind it, reason behind it. All this
1: it's stuff. not just about controlling your opponent. It's about your, controlling yourself, too. Yes. It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. You nailed it. Right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's a good place to end. Um, anything else to add? No. If you're
0: listening and if you got this far, please subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Right it's a great little thing that peter set up not (laughs) because i don't have any technical skill didn't take much but yeah (laughs) i need support
1: i i just like to say you know you guys are already supporting us a lot but you know if you wanna if you really appreciate our work small Mm -hmm. amount every month will go a long way um just to keep our quality up and we want to get better at this too so please support us if you can um Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. an iPhone 14. That's right. Yeah. I'll show you guys I'll I'll take videos with that. All right, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.